Welcome to day 118 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings which can be found in 1 Chronicles chapter 7 to 10, with a focus on chapter 9 verses 1 through 3. So all of Israel rose recorded in genealogies. All these are written in the book of the kings of Israel. And Judah was taken into exile in Babylon because of their breach of faith. Now the first to dwell again in their possessions in their cities were Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the temple servants. And some of the people of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh lived in Jerusalem. Once again, this is circling back to kind of the purpose of First and Second Chronicles, which is establishing lineage, establishing where the people of Israel and Judah fall within the covenant. And what's interesting is it's talking about one of the kingdoms that is coming back uh, to its rightful place, to the place where it's going to worship and where it's going to uh, serve God. But what's interesting there is taken into captivity because of their breach of faith. Now, the kingdom of Judah was... Uh, by and large, was was David's kingdom was the well, one that he ruled, whereas the other kingdom was the one where where Saul's family fought for lineage and dominion. And what we can see is the both kingdoms had mostly bad kings, uh, but the kingdom that David's family ruled over had a couple of good ones that sought to reaffirm the covenant with God uh, and reaffirm the temple and, and and many other things. But it's it's interesting to see that the first people to come back were the priests and the temple servants, and then some of the people of Judah and Benjamin, uh, Ephraim, and Manasseh. Right, it's The fact that it makes distinction to the priests coming back, which would have been significant, because once again, remember, the priests are the ones who would grant access to temple worship and customs and sacrifices, and, and a large portion of the identity of these people was around temple worship and forgiveness and Levitical laws. And so it's interesting that they're letting you know, well, these were some of the first people to come back. And and as we go through more of the Bible, you'll actually get to see bits and pieces of the rebuilding process, uh, which is not always filled with easy stories. Uh, there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of thoughtfulness as to the approach of things. I really like, I can't wait till we get to the book of Nehemiah which is also another book that has to do with a lot of procedural things. But what what we're reading here is that they came back, but the breach of faith is what stuck out to me. The breach of faith. I know often when we're talking about, man, Israel suffered so much, suffered so much, and then there was the exile and the Babylonians and the Assyrians and the Persians. Well, yeah, but it... I don't think it was what God wanted. I think it's it's what the natural consequence was for their idolatry and their actions. They were seeking after other gods. They were seeking after other uh, pleasures, other other desires that they were putting first and foremost before God. And where it led them was a dark and dangerous path. And sometimes we sit there and we look at our country and we go, oh, you know, why is God allowing this to happen? Well, you know, some of it comes down to, uh, are we participating in his active plan for salvation for mankind? Right, and that doesn't mean cornering the market on absolutely every law and bylaw and every statute that passes, but it does mean being an example of the powerful and radical abilities that God's love manifests in us. It means 
you know, taking care of our neighbors, taking care of our friends, uh, taking care of people we, we don't even know. And the thing is, is, is if we loved radically like we're commanded to in Scripture, I think we would find our voice a little bit louder and a little bit bigger. And I'm not comparing us to the Israelites who were in captivity because it's not even anywhere close to the same thing. But when we don't follow God in the way that we're supposed to, there are, there are consequences. I mean, sins are forgiven. I'm not saying that your sins aren't forgiven because over and over and over again in the New Testament, we're told that Christ's sacrifice was enough. It's done. It's finished. But that doesn't mean that sometimes our actions don't come back to bite us in the rear end. And so we should be living as people saved, as people who are not abusing the salvation that's been given to us. And so when we live in that way, we we safeguard ourselves from really not hardship because we, we will face difficulties, but we safeguard ourselves from other things. I don't mind the wrath of people coming at me because I'm living a sincere faith, but I don't want to be reprimanded by the Lord if I can help it. Better better reprimand from God than silence, but I would prefer that I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do in the first place so that we don't have to go through the painful path. And I've, I've had moments where God has spoken to me and, and kind of, I don't want to say smack me around a bit because that's not it at all, but he's he's been quite firm with his... Um, his correction and it's been good for me but it happens enough times and you go oh let's let's not do that again let's let's learn our lesson and Israel as you've been reading along with me uh, you'll see oh Israel seems to forget that lesson pretty quick <laughs> so let's keep the lesson learned let's live the life we're called to may you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit join us again tomorrow for another highlight and until then Be blessed.